0: everybody welcome to squirrel speak Uh, this is Lisa and Jared and we're contemplating the universe one nut at a time we obviously liked or like squirrels Um, squirrels are my my own little um, animal you know they are my totem my my animal totem so I have a business it's all about wellness and mindfulness, and so we wanted to introduce um, Squirrel Speak to the bigger populace as a natural way to explore mindfulness topics. Um, and, and I would say that Jared and myself are, are real people. You know, we we discuss real topics. Uh, we both come a long way uh, in our journey, um, you know, in mindfulness and, and trying to um, live a more uh, contented life you know I won't even go as far as joyful or all happy um, but just basically living more contented and more fully present in um, our world and our lives so that's actually what we're passionate about Um, you know nature healthy living easy ways to find contentment Um, and and really this podcast is about um, you know, cultivating compassion outside of, you know, where we're at, our small, our small little world, uh, but c- cultivating it with our, um, our practices, um, our organization, you know, basically creating ripples so that um, we all can treat each other a little bit better and more compassionately. So, that's me, that's Alisa. Um, I'm going to hand it over to Jared let him, you know, talk a little bit about himself and then we'll um, get right into it
1: <clears throat> Thank you, Lisa. Uh Great to be here, I'm glad I'm able to talk on Squirrel Speak um, I uh, actually am a Tennessee resident uh, for the past 15 years or so, um, I really like nature, but I also really like computers, so it's kind of an interesting duality there um, but it's, um I have found you can find mindfulness, or you can find ways to cultivate mindfulness on computers as well, uh, although I will admit much more difficult uh, than nature. Nature I think is a lot easier. Um, and yeah, my, my purpose, um, or a, a strong practice of mine is uh, I, I like practicing consciously existing um, just in everyday life. So. Um, you know that that's things like acceptance and contentment like you were talking about and compassion um, so yeah
0: yeah he, he is <laughs> really really good at this he's good at reminding me of these things too and uh, it's 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 an interesting journey for both of us and we won't get into that this episode we have plenty to talk about um, with suffering that's our main topic for today and you know when we use the word suffering uh, just in kind of a mainstream um, voice or audience you know there's there's people that you know they'll say yeah suffering you know I actually pulled up a um, a de- description of it you know of what suffering is and it's the state of undergoing pain distress or hardship you know so we when we think about that it's, it's really our first inclination is what something or someone um, has done to us Um, so there's obviously mental suffering there's physical suffering we're going to really stay on the mental a little bit more Um, but that suffering is something that that happens to us you know there's bad things there's people experiences that happen and they cause us distress and they cause us um to feel bad and question all kinds of stuff you know definitely i'm going to speak to to the women out there we all know about suffering when it comes to body image and you know if a, a friend says oh you know you you know you look great and even the inflection of their voice you're like oh did she really mean it or you know do i look kind of fat today or you know so it's it's this concept of that there's an external force that causes us to feel discontented. And, you know, what we're talking about today is how to turn that around and reframe it um, in a in a way that, that makes you at least think about the fact that, that you also participate in suffering. So it's not a one-way street where things happen, um, but it's also how we we perceive and we attach to and we um, disseminate right those things around us and then internalize that as suffering and that's that's one of the things that that jared and i have talked about a lot and he does such a good job at explaining um that other way to um you know think about suffering you know how how we do have a responsibility um in the the process of it so, what do you think there, Jared?
1: Uh fully agree. I, uh, my relationship with suffering is similar, but also a little bit different. Um, it's, I have found it to be, it's a very long relationship, uh, but, uh, and still exists to this day, but, um, I've been able to diminish it slowly, um, over the past couple of years and, and, and there's some really easy, but, um, takes a while to integrate fully techniques that you can use to um really it starts with bringing awareness to the suffering and then it and then it involves dissolving it but um to get back to what suffering is to me it's it's kind of when anything if you think about it if if something externally from your inner world doesn't go the way you want if you any attachment that you had to that thing happening in a specific way that's what really opens you up to the suffering so you know if you're at work and something happens you know let's just say something goes wrong and you know you were attached to going to lunch on time or you were you know uh, flowing very well and had all these plans for the rest of the day but now suddenly this problems come in and you have to deal with it you may notice that instead of just flowing with the new workflow that's come in, you're in a state of frustration as you're dealing with this problem. Whereas normally, if you were planning for it, you would have gone in with a happy heart and just enjoyed the experience. So um, for me, it's a lot about our attachment to things being a certain way, our control, wanting things to happen in a specific manner. So that's kind of yeah. suffering from my from me well
0: and if you didn't pick <clears throat> up on it um, <clears throat> Jared obviously has a very engineering type mind and he has he is definitely further down this path um, you know than than probably I am and and lots of people he's he's really uh, done a lot of work with his internal um, reactions to things and his attachments um, it's probably worth mentioning too you know if you're into um, any kind of uh, external um, spirituality practice or you have any any um, information any learnings from like Buddhism etc you know this is a this is a very um, important factor in getting to a more contented life right this is one of the the, the four you had to fill me in I meant to write it down here four
1: agreements
0: not the four oh. agreements the 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 four pillars of, of Buddhism oh uh, um, I'm
1: more of a Zen guy uh,
0: you know what I'm talking about I you do, know, I, I do. mean like that's number one um, yeah so suffering overcoming suffering <clears throat> is number one so yeah. um if you're in the, that realm, you're like, oh, well, yeah, duh. You know, that's, that's a big one to work on. Um, but what we're, what we're introducing is the fact that there is a difference, right? There is, you know, how, how often have I said, or people said, oh, you know, this thing, um, you know, this person is driving me crazy. It's just causing all kinds of, you know, distress um and and we probably don't use that language we might use a little coarser language and all of that there might be some f-bombs in there somewhere but you know it's a reaction to um what we perceive as a a, either a wrong or injustice um or as jared put it you know something that that interrupts what you expected to have happen right what you were expected for the day this this gets pretty big um, relative to to how you think because you really have to stop and think about what today what's causing you, you suffering and that's why I mentioned that that Jared's you know Jared's got it he's he's on the path because he can he can pull those pieces out right and talk about how you know things happen and we're attached to it and we're attached to outcomes we're we're expecting certain certain things to happen, right? We have expectations of of people and and things, um, but it's it's the first step is really just sitting with what is suffering, right? Today I am unhappy, and why am I unhappy? Um, awareness, I, yeah, the awareness around it. Because <clears throat> I joke a lot about that. I can be I can be all zinned out and not have any suffering in a lot of places until I get in my car and I'm, I'm driving, right? In, in traffic, I am, that is, uh, that's where I'm back to zero, right? I, I don't have a lot of tolerance for traffic and, and traffic issues, so all that to say, the first part of this is awareness, you know, sitting with what, um, why are you suffering?
1: yeah cuz if you don't and that's it's a key thing if you don't if you're not able to bring awareness to it
0: mm-hmm.
1: you'll be fully identified with your suffering you'll feel fully justified or deserving or victim of whatever the scenario is and you you will be suffering but you won't be aware of your yes. suffering you'll be this i have been wronged and then you'll be in a state of frustration discontentment very unhappy mm-hmm. Um, not pleased or at peace at all, and you'll be looking for solutions from that place of Mm -hmm. Mm non-peace, of frustration, and that typically, unfortunately, will lead to more suffering. Right. Um, It'll build upon itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you can bring the awareness in, that is actually, I think personally, if, if we just have the awareness, even if we didn't solve all the problems, the amount of suffering would decrease by seventy percent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it. The awareness kind of can stop you from going further, mm-hmm. um, and then it it teaches you too, like what has it. You really look at it more objectively, like what has actually happened here. Mm-hmm. This person's behaved in this way, and I'm was not expecting them mm-hmm. to, or I needed them to do this, and they didn't. You know, and. So awareness is is like key, in my opinion. Um, And by the way, thanks for saying all those nice things. I don't (laughs) know if I necessarily agree, Uh, but yeah, I definitely, uh, it is something I like to take. Um, It's a practice. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And he's very good at this practice. I'm just, I'm gonna go out and say that. Um, But it is, and and even if I'm, me personally, even if I'm not that great of being in a traffic-like situation, Um, which does cause me suffering and I am fully aware that it's causing me suffering I am aware of it so it's not at that point I'm making a choice to to attach to it be involved in it be upset be mad whatever it doesn't make it right but I, I do aware I am aware that it that I am in that place and so all of that you know, the first step is just noticing what what is my, my suffering, where does it come from? So, you know, if we use the example of the friend who said something, right, and, and now I'm, you know, 12 hours later, 16 hours later, I'm still thinking about this and trying to figure out what the meaning of what they said was and was it really something bad or... You know, because I I refuse to actually talk to this person and ask them, you know, what their intention was. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna spend a lot of time just churning it over, and the reality is that that people do say things to us that are less unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Um, That happens. Uh, sometimes we do infer things from conversations that, or text. I will throw that <laughs> one. And we're really good about reading into text. Um, but at the end of the day, what what someone else says is really about them. And it's not about us. So, you know, at that point, we do choose how how we react to it. So, I do think a lot of the suffering comes to, and you you touched on it too, is how we react to that situation. you know, whether we can just, okay, somebody said that something that wasn't pleasant or I'm inferring that something they said wasn't pleasant. Um, and then but then letting it go, right mm-hmm. it, it's It's not important for me to attach to and 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 get emotionally invested in
1: it. yeah. And that's where I have found awareness that can get kind of tricky. Because when you said, you know, you thought about it all day, that was me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'd be in a social situation where, you know, there was tension. Mm -hmm. And I maybe didn't say all the best things. Or maybe they didn't say all the best things. And, you know, to dwell on it is not necessarily awareness. Mm -hmm. To dwell on it with the desire to change Mm -hmm. it is 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 what I would call maybe an unconscious awareness where you're dwelling on it to try to fix this thing that happened in the past awareness is the 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 good kind of awareness or the helpful kind of awareness is to acknowledge that you're thinking about it that you're obsessing over it not to continue to obsess over the situation maybe analyze it you know get some fundamentals get the logic in of what occurred but then to set it down. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really what awareness invites, the helpful kind of mm-hmm. awareness. It invites setting it down, processing it, mm-hmm. like, okay, that didn't go well, it's unfortunate, You know, I wish I would have said something nice, or maybe I need to apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, Or maybe they didn't say something nice about me, but to not say, oh, they need to apologize to mm-hmm. me. Look at what you can do mm-hmm. from a place of peace, and if it's apologized, great, but then you know, to set that mm-hmm. down because If they said something mean to you and it's still bothering you it's still creating that suffering you feel like you deserve an apology whatever you're suffering while they're not doing that Mm -hmm. and so their actions have control over how your internal Mm -hmm. state is Mm -hmm. and it's not about like you know take the power for yourself don't let them have power over you but I mean that's kind of what's happening and so don't you want to be peaceful you know who would touch a burning stove Mm -hmm. at the end of the day and by allowing them or by feeling like you deserve an apology or that they wronged you it's kind of like keeping your hand on the burner Mm -hmm. Um, so and it again logically it's probably true they do need to apologize especially if they wronged you and all of that may be true but you suffering over it Mm -hmm. is your just decision whether they were right or wrong is is can be a fact or you know a, a, a subjective fact like that they were wrong, but you dwelling on it and suffering over it is something that you have control over mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's very difficult to actually bring that into practice. <laughs> well,
0: and you know we talked a lot about the setting down, and you know we could go off on another whole discussion tangent on on how hard it is to set things down right to take your hand off the the burning stove or the eye you know because that's what we do we churn over stuff we think about it um obviously in that that case you know you got a few options right you can let it go you can set it down let it go you can have a conversation with that person knowing that that that's still on you Right, because you don't control what they're gonna say. They mm-hmm. may have no, they may have no knowledge that they they wronged you. Yeah, um,
1: you go in it without any attachment right. to them behaving. Right. Pro- what you define as properly or right.
0: Right. So it's it's <clears throat> making sure you're not attaching to the the apology, yeah. right? Because yeah. there may not be an apology, <clears throat> right. and so then you're back in this whole cycle of right. Of churning.
1: And, and paradoxically, I have found that when you go into that not truly not expecting an apology mm-hmm. from them, it invites it mm-hmm. from them. It it and almost, true. they pick up on that vibe that you're not there to get something from them. That you're there and you're genuinely listening and you genuinely have a message that's pe- from peace. And they pick up on that subconsciously or unconsciously, whatever, sometimes consciously. And then their likelihood of apologizing to you, mm-hmm. I believe personally, is much higher. In my own experience mm-hmm. that's been the case. So important
0: and, and so know. fundamentally what what <clears throat> Jared's just, you know, alluding to is this whole concept of expectation, right? You know, we've talked about suffering, we've talked about how it presents itself and a little bit about how to get out of it. And, you know, of course why do you want do I want to get out of this mental Construct that I've created for myself is because it, you know, creates problems, creates unhappiness. Um, but there is a certain synchronicity to life when you don't have those expectations, right? So the expectations are also just another form of attachment, which was the second part of the whatever thing that that Jared and I can't remember about <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. Buddhism of the four. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but all that to say that there is this this thing that happens you know whether it's karmically or whether the the great spirits god whatever is looking down and going oh they're kind of getting it so we're we're opening the path um, but it does seem to invite a more um, natural response from people like and maybe it's just sheer energetic um, attraction, right? When I'm not putting something kind of repellent out there in the conversation from the get-go, um, I, it, it allows for that right action, if you will. Um, so expectation is a big part of this. Expectations um, while is, is another form of attachment, it, it is and it isn't because um, an expectation is kind of a pre-attachment, if you will. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah.
1: And I think there's two ways you can have an ex, there's an attached way where you're like, you're really needing that. Like it's, I think it's okay to plan and have like a loose, oh, they were, you know, subjectively I've discovered that they did this wrong thing. And so I'm going to go have my, I'm going to discuss my part Mm -hmm. in it and I would expect them to apologize. But you know, that's your own mm. narrative. Mm-hmm. You can be loosely attached, or not completely non-attached to that. That's just like a, it, we almost can't help it to right. have expectations. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna occur, it's whether or not we attach to them. Right. I think really what mm-hmm. it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Cause the mind's gonna do mind things yeah. and create, these you know narratives and scenarios and expectations it's more about just recognizing that Mm -hmm. you're doing that Mm -hmm. and then allowing whatever actually happens to happen mm -hmm. and if it goes to your expectation great you know Mm -hmm. but if it doesn't you're also your peace doesn't change and that's what so many of us get stuck in is when the expectations don't happen our peace is our inner peace is interrupted and we become very frustrated
0: yeah, and that's that's you know to to kind of wrap that in a nice package. It's you know that when we think that the person probably should apologize, they've said something that was harsh or whatever, um, and when they don't, right, our expectation is that they should have done this or should apologize. Now we've created a a second layer of suffering in this whole thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I agree that, you know, if you don't have it, I I guess I've lived my life too. If you don't have that expectation, you won't get disappointed, which is not really the positive way to look at it. But, yeah, if you're just going in with it, let's have a conversation, let's clear the air, you know, this was said, and, you know, take it from there. Uh, but yeah, if you're definitely attached to the, oh Jared, I'm so sorry that I said that. I didn't even know. And they're like, what? Okay. Like, I didn't say anything. Um, you know. Good you, for you. Yeah. <laughs> which is the way of the world sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it. You know, it's just really about being aware, um, understanding what suffering does to us, and and while we didn't. Like I said, we're we're doing this more from a mental uh, standpoint. You know, the same concept applies to the physical um, aspects. Although I don't think any one of us would advocate for for ignoring, you know, a pain in the body. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of chronic um, suffering when it comes to pain, and and again, it it is and isn't the same, um, you know, type of of awareness and mindset but anything physical that's happening to us is takes us almost immediately out of consciousness Um, it's a very physical um you know earthy thing right this earth body that we have so all that to say it's still the same concept but that's not exactly what we're getting into today because that's a much deeper conversation um
1: yeah the only thing I'll say about that, because I have, I have a limited experience of pain, um, fortunately, at this point in my life, it does, obviously, it has occurred, physical pain, but I have found that similar qualities mm-hmm. to physical pain apply to mental pain, yes. mental suffering. So with mental suffering, if you, if a thing happens that causes you to mentally suffer, like we're all gonna mentally suffer just like we're all gonna mentally have pain, or sorry, we're all gonna physically have pain, but if you, if, when that pain comes in, whether it's mental or physical, if you allow it mm-hmm. with acceptance, like, okay, it's not saying that, you know, especially if someone's like hitting you or something, it's not that you're allowing it to happen outside of what you can skillfully do to stop mm-hmm. it. But when it's outside of your control, if you... If you look at that pain from a place of acceptance, it's so much less potent mm-hmm. than you if you're not accepting mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So if, if a physical, the, the little bit of physical pain that I've had, when I've brought acceptance, like, okay, my back hurts tonight, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, I could go into the story of, I'm not gonna get any sleep, this isn't gonna happen, this isn't, you know, but I'll take the actions that I can to skillfully, I'll put a pillow under my leg, I might take some ibuprofen, whatever that looks like, and then just mm-hmm. be like, Okay, this is happening. I've done everything I can do. It's midnight. I'm going to try to sleep, but I'm not going to be, you know, needing, attached to sleeping, or and I'm not going to get frustrated if I can't. And lo and behold, I fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And then I wake up the next morning, my back's still hurting, but I got some sleep. Mm-hmm. Versus tossing and turning all night, just resisting that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so that's just, that's
0: awesome. Yeah. No, and I agree. Um, again, Dear listeners, you can tell that that Jared's really down this path. Um, well, because yeah, he's he's shaking his head at me, but it's true. I mean, but it is it, it's possible. It, it absolutely is possible to create awareness around whether it's mental or physical pain, and to make the best of it. Um, and that's and and being a body worker, being in the space of helping people physically as well. Which is what my profession is. Um, I see it over and over and over again, where people get attached and in anguish to, um, you know, physical suffering, which then causes mental suffering, or mental suffering that causes physical suffering. Um, so, you know, it, it is an awareness and it is a practice, um, and we're not trying to in any way diminish, you know, how how horrible chronic pain is Um, and that's that's something that we can dive into you know in another episode you know some techniques and stuff with that Um, but today we're focusing on what we say are the easier aspects which are really not easy at all because you do you do have to stop
1: you have a little bit more control, right? Like back pain, we can't just will it away. Right. Right. With mental pain, with practice, it can be. You can cultivate a practice yes. that can really will the, the mental suffering away.
0: And to that point, <clears throat> I, I I kind of alluded to this. Um, if you can do something with your mental anguish and pain there's a high likelihood that, that it doesn't manifest in the body as something. Um, and whether you, you believe in that or not, it, it's absolutely 100% true that stress, um, you know, stress in the body, the mind, the muscles, causes uh, physical issues. Um, so I think we can all agree on that. So this, you know, just addressing that, the mental aspect of it, um, can either, you know, prevent, you know, some physical issues down the road, um, or put you in a better place where, you know, if you're, you're, you're only dealing with some physical pain and not, not so much the mental aspect of it, you've kind of, you've kind of cut that battle in half. Um,
1: and in the medical world, um, I know some people that are, you know, pretty connected, work in medical and, it's well known, and mm-hmm. I think it's well known in the general population as well that your when you go in for an illness into the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, this professional medical world, like the more mentally mm-hmm. peaceful, mm-hmm. you know, committed you are to that, the less resistance you're in, mm-hmm. the the faster you heal, heal. on yes. average, you know. Yeah. So it's I think those are definitely tied together, yeah. and I think scientifically we've already, mm-hmm. we there's a big case for that, right? Not just you know, yeah. Definitely,
0: and you know that really um, is part of our intention behind this this po- podcast, and it's not even part. I mean, it really is our intention is to to create a dialogue and an easy awareness around um, things that a lot of people like know but don't realize. Like we know that stress causes a lot of issues in the body and the mind. Um, but you know, and then and then somebody says, Well you should go to yoga and you should, you know, you should learn how to meditate and you should, you know, do all these things and while it's true it's that those are good things to do, it doesn't necessarily teach you how to resolve the suffering. How to how to get out of the, the mental construct or or box that we kinda have in our mind about the things that um, bring us down, you yeah. know, for lack of a better way to, to put that. So um, that that really is our intention behind this is to you know give you some some nuts or nuggets, if you will, <laughs> um, to you know to to start thinking. Right, you know, it doesn't even have to be you know you need to do X, Y, and Z to get mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's it's awareness, right? It,
1: and. Just if for for an easy easy digestible nut or nugget for this episode, from what I would suggest, something that really really was helpful for me is to just bring just acknowledge that yeah. you're suffering. Mm-hmm. So when you're at the traffic light mm-hmm. and you realize that you're very frustrated about it,
0: I think he's talking about me. No 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 no, no. Uh, <laughs> it's, a great, great, it's
1: a quickly accessible example. But yeah, just just say to yourself, oh. I'm suffering because of this or I'm in frustration right now you don't have to solve it you don't have to mm-hmm. dissolve it you don't have to make a plan just bring awareness some some conscious awareness to that fact that's happening. just try that for a day mm-hmm. and I think what you'll find if you really are vigilant about it you'll you will find that you're suffering a lot more than you are aware of yes and and uh, that, that for me kind of fired me up like, oh my gosh, there's like every 10 minutes something's mm-hmm. happening, mm-hmm. you know, that's creating frustration in me or every 20 minutes and um, that can give you some fuel, some, some motivation mm-hmm. to like really decide, hey, this would make mm-hmm. a huge difference mm-hmm. in my life. Just to lower this by 10% mm-hmm. would increase my happiness by 50%, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, just a little thing to try, and it doesn't really require any. You don't have to have an advanced practice. You don't have to be a meditator. Just acknowledge mm-hmm. internally when you're suffering from from a. Um, I use the word consciousness, but just from an observing standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just kind of be acknowledge and just try that for a day. You mm-hmm. know, no big deal.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll we'll give you um, as as these episodes continue, we'll give you some more you know, nuts on, <laughs> on what to do, you know, as we go down a little deeper dive into this stuff. But, you know, to follow up with what Jared said, there's also a lot of compassion you need to give yourself. Um, because one of the things I think happens when we start, we, we start having the awareness that we create some, a lot, all of our own suffering, is why am I so bad at this? Like, mm-hmm. why am you know? Why can't I do better? You know, why can't I let things go? Um, and and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, so it's it's also about having a lot of compassion for yourself. That okay, yeah, I do do <clears> this right. I am reacting badly here, and and just that's it, yeah. right? No, oh no God, narratives, right? Those they,
1: stories, because yeah, that. That's, you can, and I did that hardcore, so I I have a lot of experience with that. It's like you become frustrated with yourself. I am doing this every Mm -hmm. 20 minutes. And then you, 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 there's a striving that comes in to stop it. it. Mm -hmm. And that striving isn't coming from a place of peace. Mm -hmm. At least it wasn't in my experience. Mm -hmm. And it unfortunately is counterproductive yes it's 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 fuel but it's like it's like a, a it's a fire that's not necessarily helpful so um just bring awareness to that too mm-hmm. though like oh i'm getting frustrated yes. at myself you know and try to remain objective mm-hmm. try to just observe it um but if it does happen you know how do you bring peace to the fact you know bring acceptance Mm -hmm. that oh i'm frustrated Mm -hmm. that i'm doing this so much so just another thing to watch another layer that may happen when you start bringing some awareness to this
0: yeah and you did pick up on the fact that that he was saying that you can't just say i'm going to stop doing this right right? i'm just today i'm going to quit reacting to things and i'm going to be better i'm going to be a better person and um, it's sort of like me and the ice cream. Today, I'm going to stop eating ice cream. And <laughs> you know, when you tell yourself that you're you're a hard line, I'm not going to do something. At least for me, I found that it's it's not helpful. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like holding your breath. Like you can do it for a while. You may <laughs> even be able to do it for a day. You know, this awareness thing, and and not do any of the behaviors that you normally do. But um, if you're in a state of resistance and extreme striving Mm -hmm. uh you're gonna have to release that breath at some point and Mm -hmm. it's gonna come back and so it's more about practicing while you're breathing to lower Mm -hmm. something slowly Mm um so yeah and it's and it's okay it is give yourself forgiveness and compassion
0: exactly well i think this um kind of (laughs) wraps up this episode yeah do you have any parting uh comments jared (sighs)
1: I don't think so but it was it was a pleasure to be on here yes so thank you yes
0: for yes and we're we're excited to do this and um, we're looking forward to the next episode we'll keep you in suspense as to what that is yes um, but you know just uh, wrapping up that you know we're just two people you know doing squirrel speak and contemplating the universe one nut at a time
1: Yeah. all have a